and thank you everybody for joining me on this episode of Coming Home with John Allen. Now today is going to be part two in the masculinity series. Before we get to that, I want to remind everybody that if you look at the description of this episode, whether you're viewing this on a video on YouTube or listening on a podcast platform, go to the description of this episode and you'll see a couple of links where you can click in if you would like to support the work I'm doing. All support that you give goes towards production of Coming Home with John Allen. And I thank you all very much for that. Enjoy the conversation. This is the Coming Home Podcast with John Allen. And joining us now for this segment on our discussion about the state of masculinity in our society, we have Mr. Robert Gray. Robert Gray is an associate professor at the University of Bergen here in Norway. Rob, thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, listen, uh, I don't want to pretend that you or I speak for all men, but we do have our thoughts. We do have our opinions. Let me ask you this. Uh, what is the state of masculinity in our society? I guess I mean our Western society. What is the state of masculinity? Uh, is it under attack? And what is your definition of toxic masculinity? What do you have to say? Hmm. I mean, those are excellent, difficult questions. They are. Um, That's what we're here for. We want to tackle the hard stuff. No, I don't, I don't really know how to come at the first question of what is this, the state of masculinity these days? Um, whether it's under attack, that's a, that's a more interesting question, but it's also a complicated question in that, you know, masculinity is one that's socially constructed. What, what makes something masculine or feminine? Um, you know, there's always this sort of, we, we, tend to think in a very binary way that something is masculine or feminine and there's really nothing that is utterly masculine or utterly feminine that everything is on the continuum between those things and and maybe in mostly on different axes altogether but um there are in western society as you framed what you mean by our society we um we have these traditional values that we associate with masculinity and femininity. And, um, and there has been in the, in recent years, sort of talk about this toxic masculinity and anytime something gets labeled like that, it, it becomes a problem. I mean, it, it sort of reminds me of the defund the police um, thing where, Messaging is, is important. Yes. And it's always bad when things are important. You know, that yeah. defunding a police, the police, I don't think is a bad idea, but it's a really bad name. Yeah. And, um, and the same thing is true. I think with, with, um, you know, white supremacy is another phrase that had a meaning back in the forties and fifties. And the meaning that we say, when we say white supremacy now, we don't really mean that same thing. Um, 
and and toxic masculinity is another yeah what thing is where, tox- what is toxic um, masculinity it's, there's so many definitions well um, we, we have this i mean part of it is it, it's sort of embedded in the definition of what is masculinity yeah. what does it mean to be a man what is what are qualities that we associate that men have that um are, are supposed to have and a lot of it has to do with being tough and and not showing weakness and being in control and being dominant and um, dominant there's a keyword being above women and and sort of being um misogynistic even and being um homophobic or or at least anti um homosexuals or transgender anything like that And, and so we um and where it becomes a problem is when those things become a problem. Uh, and well said, you know, they're, they're not, they're not inherently bad. I mean, uh, I would say that the homophobia and the, and the, the dominating, misogyny yeah. are, um, and, and being dominant and assuming because you're the male, you're in control. And, um, you know, when you're, when you're sitting around the table with, um, a mixed group of people or, or a mostly female group and and you sort of symbolically plop your dick out on the table and say i'm in control and this is the way things are and yeah. um and and you're automatically authority in a in the domineering dominating way that's that's a, a nicer definition of toxic masculinity. Well, and that's the type of that's the type of masculinity that uh, not only makes the guy who practices that type of toxic masculinity it doesn't just make him look like an asshole, but it also can lead to trauma on the rest of the family, the wife and kids. That type of domineering, totalitarian attitude that some men have within the four walls of their home causes lifelong damage on their children and trauma and and lifelong damage on their wives and i mean physically and psychologically absolutely absolutely and also and and where this has become sort of in the academic discussion and this is not my field i should have said that to start but um it leads to physical and psychological issues in the male himself because because you have this pressure to live up to this artificial ideal that is inherently unhealthy anyway. And, and so it leads to this um, depression issues. It leads to stress, which leads to all sorts of physiological problems. This discussion, Um, this discussion, I just want to jump in here. This discussion about masculinity is, is becoming more and more common. Some men feel attacked by this discussion you know, the guy who has some of the traits that, for example, women would define as toxic masculinity, he defies just as being masculine so that when that toxic word comes into it and the discussion follows, it's making a lot of men feel as if their masculinity or them they themselves personally are under attack. What do you say to that? What are your observations when it comes to that? Oh Lord! We see it online. Started on that. Um, yeah, I, I think it has to do with you know that's almost like calling people snowflakes. Um, there's almost nobody more snowflakey than somebody who calls somebody else a snowflake. Um, there's there's almost nothing less masculine than whining about being called toxic toxically masculine yeah. um, because you're 
you're showing an insecurity. And a lot of this, you know, gets back to your first question. What is the state of masculinity? Um, you know, for 2,500 years, Western civilization sort of rolled along where white men were in control of everything. Yeah. And it's relatively um, recent that that has been challenged in a meaningful within, way. Within the last 140 years, but really meaningfully the last 50 years, yeah. women have kind of become um, not equal, but at least more equal. Yeah. And then probably more recently than that, even um, people of color have sort of finally in our society taken on, you know, sort of humanity yeah. rather than sort of, you know, chattel kind of yeah. characteristics. And, um, and for white males who have spent their whole life and their whole, you know, history being in charge and the idea of that being challenged, that's traumatizing or yes. in a way, I mean, yes. and to, you know, you know me, I'm going to pull everything back to race a lot of times, but, um, you know, a lot of what Trumpism is about is about after we had a black president, it's reclaiming America for, for the white man. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's what a lot of the political discourse now is about. Yeah. You know, Mitch McConnell the other day said African-Americans vote at the same rate as Americans. How did. about that? And, um, you know, there's, there's this sense of men are losing their power. And I'm not even sure what that means, really. I don't I, mean, I, think, I think in practical terms, and, and, and the reality of the situation is that the playing field is becoming more level and some men don't like it. <laughs> yeah, they, their privilege is being withered away. The privilege yeah. that they deny that they have. Um, but does loss but of privilege, but does loss of privilege, and I'm sorry to interrupt, I'm just a little bit short on time, but does loss of privilege equate loss of power? I don't know. Um, it, it shouldn't. I mean, because lo losing the privilege, in other words, leveling the playing field doesn't make you or I any less of a man in my head, and I'm sure in your head as well. But again, there is that segment of society, mostly older, uh, middle-aged white men who feel that that is a very direct attack on their very essence. Well, it's, and, and that gets into issues of insecurity and weakness yeah. that they have to shield with this false bravado of masculinity and that's exactly. when it becomes toxic. Um, you know, it's, you know, there, there's so many things I'm trying to, to say and can't say all in the, in the limited amount of time. But, um, you know, in America, like the big pickup trucks these days that people yes. have, yeah. is that part of toxic masculinity? Um, you know, I, I made a joke coming out of a bar one day where I saw a guy get into one of these. And I was like, those are interesting penis enhancement devices. <laughs> you know, um, and it can be that for, for very many men, things like the big pickup truck uh, could be a crutch. Um but I kind of, I'm, I'm very careful about labeling people, and I'm not saying you're labeling these people as, as men in need of a, a, a crutch, um, but I'm very careful about that because I'm a, you know, a 300-pound a uh, world-class power lifter, and a lot of women will look at me and think misogynist, low yeah. intelligence, uh, insecure, which is which the, the crutch of an, a, a domineering personality uh, will, will, will try to build up that insecurity. They'll look at me and they'll put me in that box immediately. Um, I'm real short on time. 
you know, I, actually, I want a pickup truck myself. I don't have any manhood issues, but I love pickup trucks. But I understand your point. There's nothing wrong with pickup trucks. No, there There's isn't. nothing really wrong with big ones, but why are they getting so big? You're right, yeah. In this moment when manhood is being challenged yeah. as, as the dominant. Yeah. Um, but something, one point I do want to make before we go is that the people who are complaining about this also complain about characterization of things as groups. Yes. They think everything should be individualized and treated individually. Um, and yet, as an individual, when I'm in any situation where power is involved or not, I never feel like I'm in competition with women or with black people. Right. I might feel like I'm in competition with a woman or a man or an African-American man or whatever. There's a distinction. Yes. Yeah. But it, but it's not like I am in, as a man, I'm in competition with womanhood in this situation. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's an important thing that, you know, because, because there's such thing as toxic masculinity, that does not mean that all men are bad just because there's a thing called racism. That doesn't mean all white people are bad. Right. Um, it's, it's when you are using your masculinity to an extreme that causes harm to others unnecessarily or necessarily for nefarious reasons. Yeah. Because if, if you are by exercising your masculinity, you're harming other people. Um, there's no good in that and that there's no defending that. Uh, and so it's toxic. Very well said. Um, this is Rob Gray, everybody. He's a, uh, a long-distance friend of mine. Uh, I enjoy talking with you, Rob. Uh, you always have good things to say, things that make me think. I'm sure you're making my viewers and listeners think as well. Uh, thank you for talking with me about masculinity. Uh, Rob Gray, everybody, thank you so much, Rob, for your contribution in this segment. Oh. Stick around for one second. Thank you. I'd like to talk to you on the other side.